Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes my mind plays these tricks on me. Welcome to episode 63 of Each Sleep, Run, Repeat, the running podcast for the average runner. Massive show this week, heaps to talk about from local events to international events. Currently sitting here with myself, Woolly, Nathan Barden, and Fraser Barden. How are you all feeling? Good. I'm, I'm sore. Do you know what it is? My calves and hammies are fine. My quads are cooked. Yeah, I haven't even hurt like that for a long time. I don't even think they hurt that bad last year, to be honest. But the new offense kicking in. <laughs> Cheating. Yeah. And we've all been um like running like real runners, which is good to know. Shame Brad's not on because Brad's done a he finished good off week the week of running. Then, Quick park runs. Just did a 30k run this morning. Yes, Pretty impressive from our wax. That was last night. Was it, it was last night? He kicked off late, didn't he? But you're lucky, I suppose. You guys have all got street lighting and everything out that way. It's all lit, isn't it? Well, he so, would have been running along the waterfront there, so that's all yeah. lit. I think six o'clock he ran. Just gone six o'clock in the evening. Okay. Oh, well, I'll kick off with my um, week of training because I've got races to talk about in that. So... Obviously, Sunday was the um, run army. And uh, so Monday was just a recovery 5K jog. It was the first week of the training program that I've got through from the Runco guys. So Monday, I just did 5K easy, tie boxing in the, at 6 p.m. And then Tuesday, we did the Anzac Day relays. So we, we entered a mixed team for the South Pine Striders which was, um, oh, you know, it's a pretty, it's a good day out, but it's always a tough, tough day out because it's mm. 1.2 loop and um, you just go flat stick. And, yeah, pretty much there was uh, three blokes and two girls, Amy, Aisha, Michael, Liam, and myself, and uh, we got five laps in. I think Liam taught like pulled something in his leg, so he only he only did five laps. But um, yeah, we were we ended up winning the mixed team, so we were absolutely stoked with that. We should do five but, laps each. Yeah, so you basically did one hand over one point two k flat stick, tag the next person, they go one point two k flat stick, and tag the weather, and tag. And was the weather better this year? Because last year it was a bit crappy in the morning coming up, and I thought as Monday was really bad, wasn't it? It was a bad day weather-wise and I thought oh no uh, it's going to be the same again as last year it was actually good running conditions a little bit of a sort of wind at the start and then about halfway through it it the wind backed off so it was actually really good but um it was taken out by the Burt squad as usual I think the Burt squad came first second and third in the in the men's they had three teams but apparently what they've done this year is to make it fairer they'd spread their talent out over their teams. So it wasn't like they had one gun team. They sort of mixed them all up, you know, mixed abilities, but that's all right. And that's good. 
Yeah, it is a great event. There's loads of people there. Great for your family to watch because you you know you can see see someone running past every couple of minutes. It's because you're not allowed to run or anything on that track, are you? Normally, because it's just dead for cyclists. But I'm sure people yeah. do run the outside. But um, what's it? One point two k is it? One point two k. What was the times were you doing? Um, shit, I don't actually know, but. I think my first rep I averaged like 3.06 pace. And then I think my slowest was 3.11 pace. That's and good. I mean, I'll talk about Aisha in a, in a bit, but she wasn't far behind me on most of them, which is pretty impressive. But yeah, it's nice to win a medal. Sorry? Is Aisha the smaller one that two runs with us out from Decker Park? Uh, no, run? that's Amy's run, done the long run with us a couple of times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Aisha normally does the uh, morning crew and some of the nighttime ones with the striders. She's mm. only, I think, 21, 22. Just, yeah, and she'll, like, yeah, I think she could actually be an elite runner if she. That's um, good for you because you did, um, you do, you went pretty hard at uh, the Run Army 10K, didn't you? So, yeah. Back up later. And then you did the 5K with me and then not, we did a warm, down, uh, warm up as well. So you had 18Ks two days before. Yeah, and I had a bit of a head cold too, so I was like really happy with how I actually ran on that day. So, yeah, that so that was um, Tuesday. Then Wednesday, I just I run eleven k on um, on the grass whilst um, my son played soccer. Wore my trail shoes for football. that because it was soaking wet. Football, yep. Um, don't, don't let your dad hear you say soccer. Oh no, I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that that was really wet. So I wore my um, peg trails on that. It's good to um, put the trail shoes on every now and again. And that was uh, the 11K around the fields. <clears throat> and Thursday, I had to do three by 2K, which was really hard. I was actually feeling a little bit crook, but I nailed that. I was averaging, I think, um, sort of around 3.30 pace for the, uh, for the 2Ks. Um, so I was really happy with that. So that was, I think, 11 or 12K by the time I'd finished with a warm-up and warm-down. Friday was 45 minutes easy. Saturday uh, was a park run, and on the plan it said not to look at the watch. I ran 18.05, which I was many, happy many with. How did you look at the watch? Checked it right at near the end on yeah. the boardwalk, the timber boardwalk. That was the only time I looked at it. You should have worn no watch. Yeah, I know, but I'm trying to like monitor the Ks, but I knew what sort of pace we were doing anyway, because they call out the lap splits, don't they? Yeah. yeah. The first lap, we were six minutes and six. Second lap, we were 12 minutes and 11. So I was thinking, shit, we're on for a pretty good time here. And um, Daniel O'Hara was um, miles in front of me, but I'll give him a bit of a shout out later. And then Saturday, Sunday was um, 27K with the crew. Took me to 82k, so a bloody good week of running. Is Pete yeah. back yet from um, London? I think he's still there. He's still in England, I think. Yeah. We'll when he gets back, we'll we'll catch up with him and yeah, have a chat about um, London. What about you, Fraser? You might as well go next because Nathan will recap his race. Yeah. Um... Just for anyone who's just tuned in, Fraser is um, training for Noosa half 
you've been sticking to a program like yeah you've been sticking to it like you know been doing everything you've been told to do yeah a couple of sessions i i sort of haven't well sort of have but haven't but um yeah i when i played football last sunday and i my chest felt a bit tight and stuff but anyway, i played and then on the monday i just went for a run at home and then my chest felt real tight and all that and then um and then on the tuesday what was that say anzac day i went and did um i had eight by one eight by two minutes to do uh, so I was attempting to do that and then I sort of stopped halfway through after five because I was really struggling for anything high intensity. I couldn't breathe and that properly. So I just saw so can that and then ended up having a rest day on the Wednesday. And then Thursday, just went for a run, felt a bit better. And then uh, Friday, just did another run and then felt better and then had a game of football Friday night and then um, Saturday I went and did the Queensland running cross country out at Huxtable Park. Chermside there. Yeah, Chermside West. So I ended up just doing, I went there, yeah, I did, <clears throat> I was going to just do the 3k as the my sort of warm up, but I ended up pushing it quite hard in the 3k. I did the 3K race, and then about five minutes later, I did the 4K race. Uh, and then about five minutes later, I did the 2K, but that was more of me sort of warm down. Yeah, cool. Um, so that, yeah, it was quite good, good doing that, eh? Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. I was going to do the 1K right at the end, but I thought, no, I've had enough. <laughs> um, did your boys run? No, I didn't. I didn't have them. Um, talk about Sammy in a minute because he had his North District cross country on the Friday um, but yeah then then yesterday I got up uh, I got up early but then it was like pissing it down with rain and I just looked at my radar and I see the rain was going to clear up by about six o'clock -ish. so I headed out to Sandgate Decker Park for six and then I ended up doing like 30k right there on my own so I ran down Chorncliffe Pier like three times. Um, Bloody good effort. Good. No wind. And I mean, nice. for any of the listeners that don't know, like Fraser and Nathan are type one diabetics, but you were sort of telling us before we were recording, Fraser, that you had a bit of dramas with your sugar. Yeah, so your sugar when I woke levels up, in that run, didn't you? When I woke up Sunday morning, my sugar was down to two point four. So I had some porridge oats and sugar on it. And then had a can of coke, and then headed out from a run. Um, did like one lap down and back, came back, tested my sugar, and then it, I could feel it getting low as I was nearly back at the car, and it was tested it, and it was three point four. So I, I had dropped right down again. Yeah, so I had a gel and um, another can of coke, and then waited a few minutes and headed off again, and then. When I got back again, and it was back down to 3.4 again. And then, so I had another gel, which I was going to have the gels anyway. Um, and then I had another can of Coke. And then um, then I came back to the car, and I sort of felt all right then. And obviously, I finished the run, so I drove home. But, yeah, it was a bit... Why, I, I was, why do you reckon it kept dropping? Because he's exercising. 
just burning up, burning and, it and all the, off. The nighttime insulin. I even ever had less nighttime insulin because I knew I was going to do a long run in the morning. But the, the nighttime insulin is still working, and you're doing exercise. You're doing exercise and stuff. So, but then I didn't even. That mean you just got to be fueling while running. Yeah. To stop that from dropping. Yeah. So when I got even when I got home, I had some more stuff to eat and all that. Then it got round to about lunchtime, and I still tested my sugar, and it was like five point one. So I had body still burning it up whatsoever. Yeah. So I didn't have an injection until uh, yesterday evening because my sugar was just still low, like all day. Well, not low, but sort of around six or seven, and that was just with eating food. You, what, you would have twenty four hours time in zone. <laughs> Yeah. What 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 level should it be if like a good baseline? For us, it wants to be about between six to eight. Yeah, between four and ten, four and nine, or five, five and ten. Is is that? I think my timing range, my range is like four to, I think nine or ten. What I aim for. If you go out for a run, you want it to be about at least like eleven, twelve. Yeah. Or you know, when I went to do that run, I was. Yesterday, I would have wanted it to have been about yeah twelve thirteen right. before I started off. Knowing it's going to come down, you see, when you run, yeah. and then you can fuel to help keep it topped up. Yeah. And so I did that, so I ended up doing seventy two k again for the week. So good. I've had a good consistency. Yeah, pretty much yeah. nearly a straight line of around seventy seventy two to seventy five k over the. That's last. good if you're not getting injured or that. You might increase that a bit soon. Yeah. Um, four weeks yeah, then till the on, race. On Friday, my oldest one, Samuel, he had his North District cross country out at Terrelva Park. So he ran for his school, Albany Hills. Um, he was in the year 10, like age 10, like race, and he ended up finishing third. Which is Great. Awesome. He just got well a medal. He had a sprint finish with this other lad like in the last like 50 metres. They were neck and neck. And he was telling me yesterday that um, the lad's foot was first over the line, but Samuel's chest was first over the line. Oh, so they, really gave it, they gave it to Samuel. It wouldn't have been no, like, you know, point zero 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 one yeah, of a second yeah. like, difference. Anyway, so, yeah, so he's been picked now for the uh, districts cross country, which is at the end of May at St. Paul's School there at, is it Bald Hills? So is that the Queensland champs? Well, no, it, it's the, uh, well, I think once you've North, you qualified for that, then you'd represent, you'd get picked to run for Queensland. No, then you'd have the states after that, wouldn't you? That's district now. So then you would get picked to, oh, no. No, that That's was districts what you just done, wasn't it? Yeah. No, North districts is just done. So oh, other, so this is like... other schools have got their sort of districts like this week coming up. So then they're all raced together at, at St. Paul's. That'd be Queensland champs, then, is it? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. so there's, it's, it's all races. There's from like, say, age 10, like Sammy's race, up to age 18, 19. So it's a full day of like starts at 8 30 in the morning and don't finish till about three o'clock in the afternoon. And then if you win that, you go to the nationals. If you get in the top, whatever, you yeah. go to the nationals. Three, yeah, I think. Top three. So. And, you know, it's not bad because he hasn't done that much running. I know he's done a few park runs and stuff and that with us, but it, mainly it's just through his football. Like, training and stuff and then I do the strength and conditioning and that with them but I get them to do runs and not hill hill sprints and stuff and all that for strength um but now in the next few weeks I'll just get him to get a couple of sessions in with him 
like a hill session once a week and then just a run. And then with that and then football training and a football game at the weekend. That's heaps. Right. Yeah. Well done, Sammy. Yeah. He was chuffed for his medal. Yeah. It was a good day. Actually, actually the um Queensland running cross country, that's at Terrelba Park next weekend. So I'm gonna take my boys to that and he can do like the four K race or something like that. Yeah. A good hill on that course too, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. Well, right at the start was the hill. Like when his race started, they I said to him, don't go off with everyone because kids are just going to sprint like crazy. And then he was sort of about middle of the whole pack. There's probably about 40, 50 in his race. Um, and then, yeah, after the sort, they did two laps of 1K. And then after the sort of first lap, he was up to about fifth or sixth and then continued on just sort of catching up the. Yeah, they go mad, eh? They go crazy. Oh, they, the kids just sprinted off like crazy at the start. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But yeah, no, it was a good day. Yeah, that, their, their school won the whole um, like sort of competition. They had the most um, sort of points with wins and seconds and thirds and stuff and all like that. Because Matt, Matt Flannery was saying tomorrow, which is Tuesday, mm. he's like supervising the um, cross-country yeah, camps so or whatever it is. Yeah, because I'm he's like... the one that Sammy did. That was North District School, so that was Albany Hills, McDowell, ah, uh, So what's the next one? Is the next one Queensland Champs, or is it like a different district again? It's, it's, it's district. So it's, it's now because I think this week there's other schools doing their sort of. Yeah, because they're more up north. north. District for yeah. or, you know it might be yeah. schools which are like um, St Patrick's and stuff which are more west um and then one the ones that qualify for them all come together and do this one in a few weeks time yeah because i think he's around petrie maybe yeah so yeah, yeah something like yeah. that so they, they, they don't fall into the north like sort of samuel's category um for but he me if he's whoever gets in the top 10 of that sammy and me then at this race at st paul's yeah in a few weeks time so yeah Good to go and watch that. Yeah, that'd be good. So it's on a Tuesday, 23rd of uh, May. So, right on, Nathan. Let's hear about the Brisbane Trail Marathon. Well, I had a couple of runs in the week a 5K little shakeout and a 6.5K shakeout on Friday. And I felt really keen. I was like, really, you know, I hadn't done the most training, but I've done a fair bit of um, altitude work because I've got a menu little studio. So I've had the altitude machine in without having to have it on my mask, uh, the mask on my face, sorry. So just pumping in the room. Um, so I think that that has definitely helped. Um, and then, uh, yeah, yesterday we had the Brisbane trail marathon and the course changed slightly. It sort of threw me at one point. I thought, Oh, we didn't do this quite like this last year. Um, and that was 42. I've got it at 42.5. I don't know what others have got it at. My elevation, I've got a 1,909. I know that like um, CJ uh, ran as well. Well done to him. He went under six hours. And then um, um, Nick Willett had messaged me. And I must have misread the message because I didn't think he was doing it. But he was doing it. And he was. Uh, he, I saw him at the end as well. He went sub um, six hours. He's doing UTA later this year. So it was a training run. Um, for him but um, I'll just quickly look 
CJ uh, yesterday, what did his elevation was um, 1993 and he had 42.85. Um, so, yeah. Close play. to you. Yeah, it's pretty close. But it's, um, so it's, uh, there's no, nearly 2K up into the, up into the air as such is the elevation it's um i think that's why my quads because you're running downhill as well some of them are so steep you can't get a really good run at, at them because you have to you know, go quite nearly as slow as as you would be going uphill because it's so difficult um anyway i got uh i managed i was on for about five hours which was my goal but i ended up with about 524 my legs just cooked in the second half i went off pretty hard in the first i was with the first 10 for a for a few K and then um, I just thought, well, I better pull it back a bit. Um, and then add a couple of things to sort out with uh, my blood sugar levels and my monitor, um, a CGM coming off me. I might just get that taped up a couple of times, but um, yeah, the legs just, the quads were just absolutely screaming at me at the end. I had to, lucky I had my poles and uh, I had um, a couple of, uh, yeah, if I can, they're, they're sore, so I walked that last couple of hills and then down to the finish. I was glad to glad to finish, but I felt um, I don't think my legs hurt as much last year, but um, I was cramping a bit more and I was think uh, cardiovascular wise, I was a bit more stuffed last year, so I felt pretty strong this year. Just in the end, it was my legs hurting me, I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't fight them. Um, but I should give a shout out to Terror Tribe because they supplied the um the gifts for the place getters for there was a 25k on as well and the marathon um and when i was running i was chatting to a couple of people and um matt if you're listening it we he actually passed me and we were had a few words chatting when we did the mount glorious race and he remembered i didn't <laughs> so uh he, he he did pretty well um and he caught me up at about 20 odd uh, k and he was uh, looking in good form and I ran with Tony for a bit. We played cat and mouse. That'd be on the video. You'll see it when I put the YouTube um, video up. Um, and then Lucinda caught me at um, just before one of the checkpoints. And as she was leaving the checkpoint, the second place woman arrived. And they said to her, you're in, because I said to Lucinda, I said, you're the first place woman because no other woman's come past me. And she was a bit like amazed at that. Um, and the second place woman had no idea that the first place woman, Lucinda had just left and they didn't say, Oh, she's just left, but she did actually catch Lucinda, but the Lucinda then put in a bit of work to like, just get the win on her. So um, if uh, we'll give the, um, we'll give the uh, shout out to um, everyone. So in the, uh, let's do men's first, shall we? Um, okay. For, uh, yeah. Men's. In first place was um is this the, the marathon or the twenty-five? This is the marathon. Okay. Let's go to the marathon, eh? Yeah. The marathon we got Kieran O'Brien was in first. Uh he went sub four hours. Luke Davidson, he went sub four hours as well. And in third place is Brad Ed. He went sub four hours. So the first three. And you know uh Brad, don't you? Well, Steve? not like I'm in I looked him up on uh, through the when I was checking the Gold Coast Marathon results last year. I think he did two fifty five, and he, I know a Brad Ed was a really good tie boxer back in the nineties in uh, Brisbane for um, for all the local guys 
all the local like legends like Humpty and I think Shannon Forrester and all those like really famous guys back in the day. And anyway, I looked him up and um, added him on Facebook and yeah, it was, it's the former champion tie boxer, Brad, bad boy, Ed. And he's obviously a shit hot runner. He's got run some bloody quick times and he wins loads of those ultras and the marathons and yeah, we'll have to get him on for a chat. There's a, it must be, there's a bit of a trend in there with uh, tie boxers like uh, Ryan Crawford, the white Kenyan. He was the cameraman. He, um, that was his fight name, cameraman. He, uh, he was a great tie boxer as well. So maybe it's that mental toughness. I think, I think it's a mixture of that. The competitive nature and maybe a little bit of like self harm, and then you don't get you don't get miss. punched in the face, you don't yeah, get punched yeah. in the face or leg kicks or knees or elbows in the face. So um, it's, it's some a, kind it's of pain, a different sort of pain, but uh, it's still pain. But uh, yeah, like um, I don't I don't mind it myself, but I don't win, so I can't sort of put myself in the same league, really. Um, okay, let's go to the uh, women. So first place was Lucinda Burton, actually. Lucinda and I were running for a fair bit at the start last year, and we both were talking about getting a pair of Asics Gel Keanos and putting a trowel sole on them, which was uh, quite weird. And it was like, uh, so I was chatting at the start, and then um, she was she had poles this year. She didn't have last year. And she said, oh, I'm a pole convert. I said, oh, you need them on this this run. And if anyone's listening and they're going to do the guzzler or half guzzler, I would recommend poles because even so though steep, how hey? Yeah, Hellhole's a lot better. I don't I'll have to look at the half guzzler map. I don't know if they do black soil as well, but when you come out of black soil, it just goes on and on and on. And so does Hellhole. It's not as long, but it's so steep that if you haven't got poles, you it's it's real hard. Oh, yeah. If you're doing a 25k, yeah, okay, you get away with not worrying about them. But that 50k, I'll tell you, it saves you. And in it's funny because in David Goggins. Uh, second book which I'm reading never finished he was always no nah, don't give me poles don't give me poles because that's cheating and then one time in a race his mate gave him poles and he said you like honestly and he said I could not believe it was like uh, like chalk and cheese he said it just gave him so much more strength because you're not bending over on your gut you're standing upright more and your legs don't get as fatigued he said it does make a big difference and there's a, there's a reason for them um, so um yeah, so Lucinda Burton, anyway, first place. Sam McNulty, she had caught her, but then Lucinda got away from her. So Sam in second place, and then Amber Wood um, in third. So they were all pretty close. There wasn't much time between them all. Let's go to the 25. Um, in the ladies, we've got um, first place was Cecilia Mattis. Uh, second was Jess Shorter, and uh, if I pronounce that right. And uh, in third was Jade Cronin Thompson. So well done uh, to them. Actually, that that first place, the first place uh, lass, um, Cecilia, she came past me on the trail. She was flying. She looked, um, she looked like a powerhouse. Eh? Um, and then the guy did as well. I mean, the first guy came. For, there was quite a big gap between each between first, second, and third. And I wasn't that far into the race. I was only about ten. 10 15k into the race i think and they were they were motoring um in the men first place in 25k goes to ben duffer's second billy curtis and third jeremy hunt so uh well done to all them 
maybe they might progress to the full marathon next time. Yeah, I think some of them um, guys in the in the uh, on the podium in that twenty five k, I think they might even be like more road runners. Yeah, I reckon they were they flying though, mate. They were floating around. They were they were fast, eh? They were they were they were. So did they start the twenty five k? Fifteen minutes after, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you would have thought sometimes you start before because you're going to be faster, but there's a lot of people do it, and some people just do it as a step up to the marathon. So there might be a lot of back markers in the way and stuff. So I think you just send off the the marathon first. Yeah, it's good. I'll tell you, it's always with the tracks events. They're always well marked, well marshaled. Um, the the volunteers are great. They're really friendly. You just there was one point when we got to one of the I think when we came up um 69 break it was a bit confusing to go left or right and i was like oh i wonder if there's going to be marker here when we come back but um where i went wrong last year and carried on going down into um south boundary road which then goes to center road what they did is instead of making you turn at where you had to on south boundary road they actually used a little bit of single track so you didn't have to go down and then back up on yourself. Less of a hill. You just went through a bit of single track and jumped off like a bit of a rock. So you definitely because it was right by the Marshall point, so you couldn't couldn't get lost. But yeah, every loads of good uh, checkpoints, um, great food, and that plenty of stuff to munch on. I really they had like fruitcake cut up, and I was like, oh, I really could do with that. But I thought, oh, I don't know if I'll stomach it or. What mm-hmm. shoes do you wear? Do you wear the North Face? I wore the North Face again. They went great. Yeah, no problems at all with them. I'll tell you what's hurting though. The my the joint of my big toe on my left foot is where like it's all my kickboxing injuries. You know, when you used to jam your front toe and you're doing front kicks and and stuff, getting elbows. I'll tell you that started hurting at about thirty k. And when I finished yesterday, I was like, still sore today. It's really sore. Uh, it's like I got like a bunion on it. You know, it's like. Probably got arthritis in it because I can't bend it anywhere near as far as the other. Chop the other off. one, yeah, just chop it off, mate. So that <laughs> was giving me a bit of grief. That, that has, but yeah, it's just me, my thighs are cooked, really. Um, when you're talking about um, saying your testing thing was coming off, you want to yeah. tape it back on, like, does it do you feel any pain from that? Because there mm. is a needle that sticks into you, yeah, it's that. a little filament, right? It's about six mil long, little filament, and Mine usually bends on the way in because I haven't got much body fat. Definitely haven't gotten as much after running. So, and it's a little filament that goes in. And if you, if I push on it, sometimes it can, but luckily it was, it was actually coming unstuck itself as well as the tape coming off. But I managed just to hold it in and it obviously was in enough to stay on. Um, and it's actually got your stickiness back to it. So it's sort of it, once I've taped it, it's sort of helped it. But yeah, you can push it around. You can sort of feel it prodding in. A little bit, but I know it's still working because it's like it's still monitoring, you know. But um yeah, you can get apparently you can get some tape that's really good, but the the thing is, I think you sweat like that. And like the paramedic said, he said, Of course you're gonna sweat that off like running 42 K yeah. out there. Yeah. He said, like, I don't think anything will hold it on. So, I just noticed uh, there was like quite a few people in the London Marathon wearing them. Well, you know, actually, non-diabetics. I mean, the lass who won, they were saying, "Oh, I saw people coming going, oh, great, and she's a diabetic as well." I said, "No, she's not a diabetic." 
they're wearing it just to monitor her glucose. But the only thing is, with that, they won't know in the car what her blood sugar is until they touch it with a phone. So I suppose they look at the data afterwards. Afterwards, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then they and can then, like, sort of program their nutrition better. Yeah, I reckon. Because Kipchoge wears one, doesn't he? And then um, the, the lass who won the London, she had one on. The YouTuber, the Welsh runner, he he wears his for all his sessions and that. What does he? And then monitors what his like body's doing yeah. throughout. You can't was, take them on and off. Money. Once they're on, that's it. You got to leave it. It's like it lasts two weeks. But if you and he probably has to pay full price for them. But if uh, that comes off, it's gone. You can't stick it back on again. You won't get that filament in because when it fires, it fires with a um a tube like a needle on the outside, and then you pull that off, and the filament stays in. It just comes off. Yeah. So it's clever. Should we talk about the London Marathon results? Because yeah, shit, that was that. a great race. One, yeah. one, it was a new course <laughs> record. Um, Kevin Kipton, 201.25. Second Kelvin, place was... Kelvin Kipton. Is it Kelvin? Yeah. Oh, shit, I've got Kevin. Anyway. Probably not his real name. Jeffrey Camwara. In 204.23 was second. You're quite a way back. And then Tamarat Tola was 204.59. Mate, he, uh, didn't he miss, didn't Kipton miss his water bottle and then decided to just put in a spurt? Yeah, he did like a 90 degree bloody turn and run back to the drinks table. Yeah. He did like, he did negative, massive negative splits. I think his second half was in like 50. 59, I've got them. I've actually, someone posted on Instagram a, um, someone posted on Instagram, we've got to give Ben Johnson a shout out as well because he did, he's doing the Eugene Marathon this weekend as well. That's three in a row. Um, yeah. The uh, Someone, I don't know if you saw that, that was the times of every 5K. And um, Elliot was faster for every 5K except then in the um the the last k and that's where kipton made up the time in that last last k um i think I mean, it was only it was only 20 odd seconds behind the world record now here we go the 25th the, the 25th up to 25 k's that's where um oh no i'm reading it wrong i don't know how that works that i think of... it was it was Elliot was the fastest up to the 30k. Then from the 30k onwards, like um that Kipton just like smashed it out of the park. Just unbelievable. Yeah. Like he was just... he, yeah, he was running like like I don't know, twelve fifty-eights or something, like five K's or something, wasn't it? It's just in, it's just sprinting. Like yeah. sprinting for two hours. It's insane. Right. You, you know, you, you did you were running three, what, just over three minutes for like your one K. That Quicker relay that. race, and they're, 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 they're doing like yeah. two, two, it's like 59 16, isn't it? 59 16 for a half marathon in your second, in the second half, like not the first half. Yeah, it's just man, it's hard to like get your the, head around the conditions it. are pretty, it was a bit wet when it in the London mm. and like quite cool, so it's probably like quite good conditions to run in. And there was a bit of a mix up when there were the women in the, the drink table near the um, what was that over halfway, and they had to quickly. Dart across. Actually, that last who won it, didn't she nearly get hit by the motorbike? 
Oh man, she nearly got hit. I I was messaging in the group when we were watching it live, and I said, if she gets through the race without getting run over, I'll be surprised. Nearly got hit by the car, then nearly hit by the motorbike. Yeah, that car got close. She she missed the, you know, you can tell she was her first marathon. She just didn't know really what she was doing. And she, Yeah. yeah, missed the table and virtually just ran 90 degrees across. Yeah, 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 and then and then joined the group again, and then was offering the drink. <laughs> like to, and her hip was struggling, though, wasn't she? She had to quickly stretch that out. That was Steve Crane was right, though. He was talking. He said maybe she should take a bit longer to stretch it. And then I was people people were commenting on Instagram, going, "Oh, what does this guy know?" Oh, yeah. Well, obviously that didn't. Well, you were full of crap, you know. And I was like, "Everyone was then." People were commenting like, uh, "That's Steve Cram." <laughs> Well, I was, Hang on, I'll, I'll, I'll read the results out and then we can talk about yeah. her performance. Because, I mean, even though the uh, men's was won in such a quick time, like it's hard to sort of argue with hers being like performance of the day. But, um, yeah, it was one. The women's was won by Sifan Hassan in 218.33. Second place was Alimu Magurta in 218.37. And then third place was Perez. Jep Chiru Richer in 218.38, so like one second behind second. It was, was a sprint finish, wasn't it? Those last brilliant finish. Mm-hmm. And and basically, that's the first marathon that Safan Hassan has ever done. She's like a track runner. And um, she was almost going to drop out when she was at 18K. 10K, at 10K, 10K. stretcher left. Yeah, she got left miles behind. Then basically just chased the group down for the rest of the race. Yeah. Didn't I didn't think she was going to catch them at points because she just didn't seem to be gaining on them. And then when she caught them, she like sat in and then just like with about 200 to go, just blew them out of the water. Yeah. Unbelievable finish, eh? Because I was listening to her interview afterwards and then um, she said that like, she woke up, she forgot to do her stretches that she usually does on that leg. She's had a bit of trouble with it before. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, forgot to do her stretches and stuff like on it. Probably she was nervous and stuff doing her first marathon. But then they were saying to her, oh, what's, What training have you been doing for the marathon? She goes, Oh, just a few extra longer runs, like from what she has been doing, because she's got like a 156 time for the 800. She's like Olympic champion for 5,000, 10,000. Like, you know, and that was her first ever. Apparently she woke up one day and said, I wouldn't mind giving the marathon a go. <laughs> and then Unbelievable. Went to London. <laughs> Just to be able to finish. I think someone was um, saying on the long run yesterday that she closed the last 400 metres in 64 seconds. Yeah. Like that is just, like anyone listening at home, go to your local running track and try and run a 64, 400. Yeah. And she's done that after running the whole marathon. Like it's, unbelievable it's crazy yeah so the um the results what was it the english result i think well mo farrah that was his last marathon yeah so he was ninth was he ninth what was the first uh the first uh brit brit was that chris parisis or something he was in sixth and then phil sesterman he's the one that passed um mo farrah down the straight to the finish there he was oh like yeah next brit um and then yeah no, and then it was how about brett Robinson? he was in he was brett robertson he was in 
between the uh, first Brit and the second, he was seventh, wasn't he? Yeah. Between the first Brit and the second Brit. Oh, yeah. It was not like bad run. He looked, like, he looked pretty good. Still had a great run. What time did he get? 2.11? Not as fast as last year. No. 2.08. He did 2.08 something. Oh, did he? Did he? Let me just. I thought it was 2.10 or 2.11. No, 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 no. He, I think I'm sure he did 2. Yeah, because I was watching a little short of him talking on Instagram about it, and he said, um, like, since he broke the Aussie record, he's kind of, like, forgot all of the basic principles about how to run a marathon. Like, you know, when you've done the time, you don't have to worry about time anymore. He was just thinking, yeah. oh, like, fuck it, I'll just go as hard as I can. He said, oh, you've got to still do all of the correct shit, you know, like, take, run a bit slower at the start and... He said, I just kind of neglected all the most important parts of it. But he said still was a good run, just not not as um he was hoping to go, you know, a bit quicker. Why don't they just do a list of just like first yeah. and third or fifth? No, no, it's always top, really hard to find. Just like a, you get the top three and then you go to the actual website and then um, uh, Emil Caress was the Brit, first Brit. Uh, he was sixth in 208. 07. Brett Robinson, oh, it was 2.10.19. Phil Sessaman, 2.10.23. And Mo Farris, 2.10.28. And Chris Thompson, another Brit, was 2.11.50. And he's 41 yeah. years old. Um, so he's still going. Good. Like my um, my mum and dad are over in England, so they were there cheering on. Oh, yeah, great. And um, they were sending through little videos. And, like, they... they uh, Sent through a couple of videos of Peter Lewis, who was on the bonus show. We'll catch up oh, yeah. with him probably like one day next week for him to tell us how he went. He struggled a bit, but when they sent through the like the videos of Mo Farah and that, like when you actually see them go past someone stood still, it's that yeah, it is like they're doing a two hundred meter sprint. They're just like boom, yeah. gone. It's it's in yeah, it's just. So to think he what he run two ten something or just yeah. under, and then you think that guy's run ten minutes quicker almost. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really hard to get your head around. Like how the human body can do that? It's yeah. Uh, he got he got the course record, didn't he? That kicked him. Would have got a bonus, nice bonus for that. Would have been about a hundred thousand. Only get pounds. like for winning the run, he only gets like like two hundred and thirty thousand. Yeah, he would have got about fifty or hundred thousand for getting the record then. Yeah, it would have yeah, it would have had a bonus breaking the course record. Um, I actually messaged Spencer and reminded him. I said, "Oh yeah, look for next year, my entry." And he said he'll um he'll send me the uh, link later this year so I can enter me enter. So I am um, I like I hate to be like um like negative, but like I'm always like unsure like where has he come from this guy this kipton yeah i'd never heard of him before and then he's like breaking kipchoge's records and he's such epo so um you know ever so well there's just so many people getting tested positive for it it just makes you wonder eh? like they reckon it's one of the easiest steroids to hide your use of it well it's not even a steroid is it it's a um it's something the body produces but uh you you if you inject it, like if you read um, the Secret Race, which is Tyler Hamilton's book, he was uh, Lance Armstrong's like um, lieutenant in his in the in the 
US postal team. And uh, he said the reason why Lance got away with it so long is because he was so good at injecting it into his vein. Because if you didn't get in the vein, you in the body, it would stay in the system for like 24 hours. But if you inject it into the vein, it was come and gone in six hours. But then I was watching a thing about testing the other day and they, um, and like passport, your blood passport, right? And they even check the size, even though they check the age, they check the size of the red blood cells. So as it matures, it changes size. So if you've got a ratio is really off, oh, like in 10 years right. time, you stop running they test you again. They say, hang on, your red blood cell count is completely different to what your red blood cell type. And also as well, because if you, if you blood dope, then what you're doing is you're putting in older cells. So you've got a different age range of cells. So they can say, well, you've got too many okay. old cells you shouldn't have. Um, but with the EPO, it's really hard to, because if, if they don't pick it up the EPO, then they're just looking for irregularities like, in your blood. Yeah. And then you're allowed your, like your, your hematocrit level is allowed up to a certain amount. As long as you don't go above that, they have no reason to say that you've been on EPO. It's when it gets to like 54, they go, oh, hang on. Like that's above, I think you're allowed 50 or 53 is the maximum once you go above that. So if you go and live at altitude for a long time or you've been born at altitude, you will naturally be up there in the, like at 50 you know but it's just um they yeah they have to set they set it at a limit and say right that's like physically what you could ever get naturally if you go above if you inject then it'll mm, be it just it yeah it just makes you wonder eh? like i mean it might just be that the last never got caught and all that but... most tested guy on the planet never got caught until he owned up so like he could have got away with that for the rest of his life. For something in him made him want to come out. I don't know why. Um, you know, but um, just to sort of probably say, see, I did it and you never found me, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just got all his money in offshore accounts. He was like, Yeah, I'm safe. Yeah. Yeah. All, I could his all, of you. all his teammates tested positive, so he probably had to sort of go, Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I don't know. Did they? Tyler Hamilton never got um uh, never got I don't think got done. He, he just admitted he'd, he'd done it. But he, um, I remember in, in that book, he said he was just about to leave and someone had seen a, like someone with a foreign number plate driving around his little village in Italy and they phoned him and said, there's like someone here. And so he, he literally, he heard a bang at the door and he laid for six hours behind the sofa because he had nowhere else to go. He said one of the curtains yes. was open. He just had to lay on the on the on the sitting room carpet behind the sofa for six hours until the guy had literally sat outside his house. And then when he'd gone, someone had phoned him and said, right, the guy's gone. And he thought, yeah, I can go back out. Oh, they go, someone's coming. Go back there. Get, get on your bike and just go cycling. So yeah, get out yeah. of the house, just get out. And just so they'd be off and they'd be like, oh, he's out training. Sorry. Mate, same thing happened to John Jones, you know, the UFC fighter. Yeah. When um, USADA came to the gym, he hid under the cage. Because he, uh, I don't know if it was PEDs, but it was oh, maybe weed or just some other recreation. Was it cocaine or something? Yeah, yeah coke cocaine. maybe. Yeah, and he hid under the the uh, cage, and he spent the whole day there whilst they waited for him. He's even like urinating underneath it, and yeah, yeah pretty crazy. But anyway, on to some <laughs> runners who definitely don't cheat. Um, local legend this week was too many to um. To nominate, so we're going to give it to like four people. Um, first of all, we've got to give um, a massive shout out to the South Pine Striders female runner Aisha, 
who run with us in the relay. Um, she's she was running like a couple of seconds slower than me on every lap, and then she was even one second quicker on the f- final lap. She did all that in a just a pair of Zoom flies, no super shoes. She's only twenty one years old, I think. She's just, I think maybe six months ago had a baby. Ah, legitimately could be just an naturally elite. good, right? Good, yeah, like, I honestly think she could be an the elite. The Zoom flies have got a plate in them, haven't they? But I think it's like a TPU like a plate, or plastic plate or something. Yeah. yeah, like put her in a pair of Next Percents or Alphas, and she'd be Alpha, yeah, vapors. She'd be absolutely dominating. She beat. Um, she was only one second off being the fastest girl that day of all the Burt runners and everything. Like she was faster than most of the Burt females. They give a prize for that. Quicker. Uh, I'm not sure. We didn't, they didn't on the day, but um, yeah, she's going to be some runner. Um, And then also got to give a shout out to Daniel O'Hara because he ran a massive PB at Park Run on Saturday. He was miles in front of me for the first two laps. Ended up finishing. I ended up catching him. I was trying to like, I was yelling at him when, as I was catching him from, from sort of like 50 meters away, I was screaming out to him, don't slow down. Cause I knew we were going to run a quick time. And then when I sort of passed him, he just had nothing left to come with me. But I think he ran 18, 15, which is um, massive, like 40 second PB or something. So um, well done, Daniel. And also a big listener of the show and an old mate of mine that I used to run with when I was a kid. He was a good runner when he was young and he's sort of been uh, getting his uh, fitness back now the last couple of years. Um, he just, he runs 16.54 at the Tan race in Melbourne, which is a one minute PB from last year. So he's over the moon with that. Definitely. Improved. Who was that? Sorry? Who was that? Sorry? Uh, Grant Rogerson. Oh. Um, he's an, he used to run with me and Peter Noel back in the day. Oh, I can't, I'm, just taking a stab, but I'm I'm pretty sure he's run sort of like you know around 16 minutes for 5k when he was maybe in his you know 19 years old something like that. He's a bloody good runner. Um, and then the last person is uh, another listener of the show. I used to go to school with him. Michael Gray did a 24 uh, hour event with the Redcliffe Tri Club out at um, Redcliffe on the weekend just gone. Him and uh, another guy managed to run 84.4K, um, kind of like a backyard ultra sort of format where they went every hour on the hour, set up tents and stuff like that. So well done, Michael, and the uh, the other guys that run. So that's local legend. There's four of them. <laughs> so well done to all of you. Hey, mate, just talking about marathons, um... Just to give a shout out to the London Marathon, there's a Royal Marine, Corporal Sam Hammond. Hammond, He ran the whole 26.2 miles with a fridge on his back. Oh, shit. On like a rucksack attached to it and a a whole, like a, you know, like you, I think one of, well, it looks like maybe a mini fridge. I don't think it was the full with a fridge freezer. It's a fridge. Right. Um, And, um, he did it in four hours and fifty-two minutes. With it, and he got he's got the world record. Pretty quick time, <laughs> holy shit! Running a marathon. I didn't know there was a there was a, you could get a world record for running a marathon with a fridge on your back. But like uh, to see a uh, MRI of his of his discs in his back. Oh, he looks in that. 
he looks in pain. Also, London Marathon was run as well by Ben Johnson the week before we'd done the Boston. And this weekend, he's doing the Eugene Marathon. Now, he runs with Nick Bester, who we've got coming on the show next week. So uh, we're really looking forward to inter uh, interviewing Nick. He's a South African living in London now, and he has uh, his own uh, athletics club called Best Athletics, and he's a training and everything as well. So, um Massive ben on is a Nike, massive on yeah, YouTube, massive. So look him up, uh, Nick Bester, B-E-S-T-E-R. He's got some really good videos. He's a two twenty uh, marathoner, um, aiming for to sub two twenty, obviously. Um, and um, yeah, we're going to have him have him on the show. But uh, Ben oh, mate, is sponsored I'll, by Nike, so I'll put uh, Nick's latest video in of the London on in yeah. the description of this so check it crazy, out crazy isn't it like how mad it was the just crowd the whole yeah. way around is just screaming and cheering and they were um his crew he did the sub three hour um pace group didn't he and yeah they just had the best day because i mean he's cruising at that pace but he was like yeah. high-fiving the crowd the whole way around and oh man just made you want to do that event yeah so bad when you watched it so um yeah, pretty, uh, pretty good video that was. Um, and Ben actually, Johnson, who was it? Ben Someone, Johnson is is the he's like a really famous Instagram account. Yeah, where he's always posted the super shoes. I think he's uh, how many followers has he got now? I don't know, but he lost his first account, which was humongous. Did he? How? Yeah, he got. I just I think he got hacked, and so had to get it deleted and start over again. So. This is actually his second. He's only got 107,000. I'll say only 107,000, but he had a lot more than that, didn't he? Yeah. I think he might have even been, you know, close to a million. But that was when all the alpha flies and the vapor flies first come out. He somehow managed to get his hands on every new super shoe. And that's kind of how he built his, um, his page up. His PB is 238. And we're trying to get him on the show as well. So, Ben, if you're listening, then uh, it'd be great to have you have you on just talk about your journey um with athletics at the um his progression is massive yeah i was talking to a guy yesterday i was running we're talking about the london marathon and their friend had just run uh run it and she'd said that she got to a point of where she was suffering and she just had enough of all the crowd she just wanted to suffer in silence because they're all pushing you on and everything you know cheering you on and you're just like I don't know what cheering on. I just want to stop and pull over to the side for five minutes. I was like, yeah, I bet that could be a bit. I suppose you take it two ways, can't you? It really keeps you going. But sometimes you just want to like go, oh, leave me alone. Yeah, that did actually cross my mind too because I thought, I wonder whether there's like a point where you just feel like going, oh, just shut up. But I was watching Nick Bester and, that, and they all looked like they were cruising along at like three hours, for sub three hours for the marathon. I was like, well, maybe I could aim for three, but I don't think I could sus sustain it in it. Yeah, bang, but yeah, that that time, you just so. would have to do the training. Simple, yeah. you'd be able to do it. It's like um, what's Ben Parks reckons that like everyone can run a sub three if they do the correct training for it. Look at he Nick. Said, uh, Nick so I think he said he got over a hundred kilos, and like, I wouldn't agree with that though. Like, just I mean, if you did the training, I don't reckon everyone could be able to do sub three. <laughs> Like, Nick, look at Nick Bear. He's a big, big lad, and he did sub three. He trained, just trained for it. But then he got youth on his side. Um, 
But one guy I did meet yesterday, I'll have to look where he came in the results. He did probably quite well. I met um, Thomas, who was friends with Tony, I was just talking about. He had sub three on his shorts. And um, he's actually the pacer this year for the Gold Coast Marathon for three hours 30. And um, I said, oh, I'm aiming for 3.30. I'm in the Gold Coast, so I'm going to go and grab him and just sit on sit on his shoulder for the um, for the run. He said, I'll get you 3.29. I said, yeah, yeah don't perfect. be 3.30 and five seconds. Um, well, actually, it's funny I say that because there's an account I follow on Instagram, Savannah, such dev, and um, I think I, we spoke about her last week. She got three hours, 30 and five seconds. I was like, oh, yeah. that's, that's um, but all that, those all those paces are it's sub so it's sub three thirty yeah sub three hours it's not that's hard though isn't it after over that distance three and a half hours you want to get that just a minute below it not a minute over it so I don't know if you've um, noticed but at the run army the forty minute paces were all over forty minutes too. No and then when I quizzed them afterwards. I said, "What do you do?" He was like, "Ah, oh, forty minutes twenty seconds." He said it was oh. the hills that we couldn't pace the hills correctly. Yeah. We ended up just it's being hard. a bit slower. I was like, oh, should you be spewing oh. if you're trying to crack 40? When I was doing it a lot of cycling. Hard. Must be hard as well if you've got a balloon on your back or something. Yeah, what did they have? Dragging a, a balloon. They had something balloon. else. Yeah, two. Did they have a balloon? The 40 had two balloons on it. That, that uh, must be something. Yeah. <laughs> Bouncing around. Uh, Bouncing oh, again. That, that must drag a bit, surely. you got a balloon blowing behind you. When I was cycling a lot many years ago, I did the uh, Noosa hundred. I think it was a hundred k or hundred sixty k. I can't remember. And um, I was um, it was a hundred, and I had to go. I had to do. I, I think I had to do thirty average thirty two k an hour. So must, I think it was the hundred then for three and a half hours. And I averaged 30 point, I was the pacer of cycling. I, was, I averaged 30.4K um, uh, an hour. So I was under the times. But um, I remember when I came in, they said, oh, here's the sub 32 kilometers an hour pacer. He's ahead of schedule. But I went flying off it. So we all had a big pack and we were like doing 45K an hour. And I thought, I better slow it down. And then a lot of people sort of, a few people caught me up. But when they were riding with us and we stopped at a fuel stop, I literally filled a water bottle up, stayed on my bike, just one pet foot off the pedal, uh, grabbed a load of stuff and went. And now then people went, oh, you're going already? I said, yeah. Oh, <laughs> All the time, yeah. they keep stopping. We just load up, let's go. I said, catch me up. And they were like, oh, shit. You know, they thought they were going to take, get off their bikes, put their bike down for five minutes. I said, no, just, we just keep going. You want to, that's going to add into your time. You have fucking, before you know it, there's five minutes gone. So I was just like, bang, go. I think I just did one water stop. Like I only stopped once for fill up my two water bottles and then just crack on. So well, yeah. cycling, you should be able to refuel while you're riding along. Well, it's you can't like, refuel it or stop though, can you? But like you can eat okay if you carry enough stuff with you. A couple of bottles of water, yeah. Yeah. So, hey, I've, got, I've got an idea for um a couple of new segments here. I've written it down. It was it, I've got a net Netflix suggestions and running music suggestions mm. my net because i find that netflix is like pretty rubbish most <laughs> of the time like you've seen everything and nothing ever that i really want to watch but you actually recommended that i watch that movie villain phrase oh yeah i'll watch that yeah oh, that's, uh, that was bloody good that was good strange ending 
Sorry. Bit of a strange ending. It sort of yeah, yeah. Like, I knew something's going to happen because he went past that lad who was on the phone, as looking at yeah. him, and I went, "Oh, something's going to happen." And he's walking down the middle of the road, not like hiding when he's meant to be hiding from the police. And then, like, but I thought it was a. Would that be realistic? He's pulled out like a machine gun with a adjustable stock on it. I was like, mm, what's that? What's that guy's? What's his name? Because he's Pat Tate in um, Craig Fairbrass. That's it, Fairbrass. Yeah. He's he's not a bad actor. Nah, you think the driver the, died as well? Do you think his mate in the car died? Yeah, he Look, he he had he hit the um oh. the horn, didn't he? Oh, did he? His head yeah. went. Bee. He does all what? those sort of movies, though, doesn't he? That, yeah. Was oh. he in lock? Was he in um football uh, factory? Uh, Rise of the Foot Soldier and all that. Oh, is it? Yeah, 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 and all yeah. the other ones, Mar Marbella, when he yeah, and all them. Yeah, yeah. All I the same, you, same sort of role. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. well, he is. He looks big and nasty, didn't he? Like yeah. Um, I tell you what, I did watch the other night though, the Alpinist. Yeah, you've got to watch that. So oh, alpinism. I've seen the a, um, shorts for that, yeah. Yeah, alpinism, Lee recommended, is all about uh, climbing mountains. Yeah, like, like yeah, mountaineering. But, you know, like, like if you Not if climbing. you climbed Everest, you're, you're an alpinist. If you, go and, if you go and climb big mountains. But he does him solo. And he said, I don't like a video crew. He just goes and does them solo. And this lad, he's like a phenom. He just, they said... We just watch him climb and he's just effortless, no rope, you know, and he's like, he's so far up and people are like going, oh my God, look, look at this guy. And he's got no rope. How does he get down? How does he get down? So you got to watch it. you got to watch yeah. it. I won't let, I won't, I won't give it away, but um, it is pretty um, like mind bending. Yeah. I had to sort of shut my eyes because I was looking at going, oh no, I can't watch it. Cause he's like, oh, just, just you think my worst nightmare that shit i'm watching that on netflix that eden at the moment eden yeah it's weird it's like they advertise they select these people and then um they invite them to this island as if it's like a party to try this new energy drink or something like that but only a few are selected to have this drink in it like it's like a bit of a drug and makes them hallucinate and all stuff like that. And then the ones that have been selected, the others are sent back on the boat and these are, are selected to stay on the island. But it's like... Is it, uh, is it acting, is it? It's like a cult. Yeah, it's acting, yeah. It's a series. But it's like Spanish and it's like it's a bit dubbed and yeah. stuff. And there's just like these... It's called Eden and they're on this island and it's like... They're trying to, they're like the mum and dad and they're trying to, these are their their kids and they're, you know, all sustainable living and all stuff like that. But then find out they're trying to, like, communicate with Eden up in space or something like that. And it's oh, all a bit like, and, shit, you can't, yeah. and you can't leave and you can't leave. And if you try and leave, like, they kill you and stuff. And there's a few rebellions and that going on. I'm up to season two. <laughs> so, so, I'm just so like, Eden. Eden, yeah. Um, the Alpinist and yeah. Villain. There's and there's that Boston Marathon one. Recommendations. That was quite good. Um, but um, you know, I had a couple of people um, send me, uh, message me about they'd, um, they weren't happy that we'd mentioned Liverpool. But uh, and the other day it was, uh, uh, where is he? Robert um, Hopkinson. He's actually in the uh, pharmaceutical world as well. Um, he, uh, me, good luck. Rob, me, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Um, he um, messaged me and said, oh, good luck. 
uh, with um, he'd watched the Noosa video, um, and then he said, um, "Yeah, just good luck at the weekend." So, gross. But he's injured, eh? Hey? Yes, injured. Right. Yep. He'll be back soon. Smart um, guy. Or... Oh, the Queen! I'll tell you, if you watch the Queen's Gambit, if you're into chess, the Queen's Gambit is pretty good. It's a good little like seven part series. The lass in that who is in, um, she's the, I think she was the American girl, um, Peaky Blinders, like in the like fourth, fifth, sixth series. Um, Man, I've, never, I've tried to watch Peaky Blinders a few times. I oh, just can't. If you, if you can get through the first se- first series, you you love it, mate. It's yeah, absolutely yeah. I've, awesome. I've done about three or four episodes in, and I've just gone, I can't. Oh, mate, it's a, it's a shame they finished it. Oh, it was awesome. Loved it. But I never watched that. What's that one that everyone watched? That bit the supernatural. Do you not watch Peaky Blinders first? Do you watch Peaky yeah, I watch Peaky Blinders. Yeah. What's the other one everyone watched was going on about? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That. that And now it's... um. Actually, you've got to see if they've got another... Uh, now they've got the um the dragon one. It's, oh, Mother um, of Dragons or something, is that it? Mother of Dragons? Yeah. Oh, well, we spin-off, like a spin-off. Yeah, spin-off. It was yeah. before... It was, so this is before... Uh, um game of thrones it would have been all like all the dragons and everything else and i like that. i like real life stuff. house of dragon i think it's called house of dragon um and that there should be another series coming out this year so, hmm. but my running music recommendation usual like usual like this you probably haven't listened to it yet i have sent it through to the group this digweed sasha and digweed live at the moon in Denver, Colorado, nineteen ninety-eight. I'll put the link in the description. It's like five and a half hours long, and I've I can say I've listened to it from start to finish, oh. and it is genuinely one of the best DJ sets I've heard in years. I, so I don't listen good. to music when I run. Like I um, do you know what I had stuck in my head yesterday? That the whole fucking run, I had a George Michael song stuck in my head. And because uh, I've just been, there was the, I watched a program on TV about him, like his life, and um, like I just listened, started listening to some of his music, and then it comes up suggestions in Spotify. It's all that sort of era, yeah, you eighties, know, nineties kind of music, yeah. and um, good era. Of music. And I had the George uh, George Michael song in my head, and I just it was I couldn't even what I song couldn't even stop. Um, I'll have to hold on. Get the name right. I couldn't even get it out of my head. This was the this is the problem. Um, like songs, Mother's Pride, and I was just going. Oh, and I know the words, mate. I know I know the words like like to the whole song, and I'm just singing. It's just going around. And I said, I said at one point, I said to myself, "Stop fucking Stop. singing that song." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't. It just kept oh, popping yeah. there, and it was just playing in my head. Like, and I was like, oh. Just maybe if I sing it out loud, it might get me to stop. Yeah, mad. I don't. I don't, I don't. Listen, I don't listen to music when running. Well, I've got nowhere to store my phone. I have to carry it in my hand. <laughs> yeah, I sometimes I just put my headphones on and carry the phone with me. I gave you that belt. For Christmas. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like wearing a belt. Oh. I don't even tell you got it on. Like yeah, yesterday I was gonna that last sort of lap that I did down and back. I was gonna just carry my phone, listen to music, but I, I just no, I don't like it. The only time I listen to music running is on the treadmill. That's it. 
definitely like can help. I reckon if you just got to do an easy run, yeah. you're like, oh, it's nice to have something to listen to. I like the sound of your feet just like hitting the ground. Does that make a lot of noise these days because <laughs> all the plated shoes? <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, I bought uh, in the week, I got a pair of Vaporfly 2s that I'm going to wear for the Noosa half. I got them for $90 down at uh, DFO. Right. What color? White. Oh. White blue. That the uh, pacer says not no, yet. Yeah, I've been looking. Nah. Every day, like multiple times. I'm checking. I've it. emailed him a couple of times and just had no yeah. reply. Yeah. Keep an eye on the emails. They've gone off the reserve. Anything I think we else? Everything. Big show. Yeah, heaps. Good good when there's loads to talk about because it's just local things happening, big events overseas. That, that Phil Sessiman who was ninth in the mar- eighth in the marathon. He at the weekend he did a seventy nearly seventy six k with nearly one thousand seven hundred meters elevation in seven hours eighteen minutes. Bloody hell! Just and a then week the next after day, London. then the next day he did fifty five k with one thousand three hundred and fifty two meters up in the West Highlands. Uh, who's that? Phil Sessiman. Oh, that's madness! Marathon runner. Who's his manager? Need to rein him in. Yeah, he's his coach. He goes off a newfound respect for ultra runners. Uh, yeah, and he's probably running like super quick too. Oh, he's like, um, he was running. I got his <laughs> pace times. Like, it's all under sub five minutes, <laughs> sub five minute Ks, <laughs> even on like hills that are like massive, like 444. Yeah, like he could go and win it. He could go and just win a race somewhere with that. Anything else anyone wants to talk about? No, I think we've covered it all off. I've got to go no, do me uh, 30 weeks. minutes. Four weeks till noon, sir. Four weeks. Four weeks. Yeah. We'll see if we can get in the pacing. It'd be good. Yeah, really um, hope so. Right, right, do it. Might, come up for the, uh, might come up for the uh, road trip anyway. Right, yeah, so it should three, be good three fun. Weeks, three weeks uh, this Saturday. So. We've got nine weeks, Willie, till Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah. I've got to start getting some Ks in now. I've got oh, yeah. me um, program in for this week. Very similar to last week, but just a bit more volume. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. And I've shook this head cold off pretty quickly, so I reckon I'll be good to go. I reckon yeah. I had what you had, Fraser. I was very tight in the chest at the relays. Mm. Like I almost felt like I needed a bloody asthma puffer or something. Yeah, that's what I felt like. I just couldn't, just could not breathe. Yeah. It's horrible. Mm. No, it seems to have gone anyway. Yeah. So. yeah. All good. good. All right, wicked boys. We'll catch us next week. Yeah. Yep. Have a good one. See ya. Yes, it's fine Come kick it with me in my